The college experience BYU at Coastal Carolina preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus ACE is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. BYU at Coastal Carolina preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick and we are picking the greatest game of the college football season. I'm going to say it. Fuck you. If you disagree, because this is a magical, this is a hail Mary attempt at getting a tiny bit of decency in college football. All right. Shout out to the University of BYU. Shout out to the University of Coastal Carolina for making this thing happen. Look, I would have loved to see Liberty Coastal Carolina and then the next week BYU and Coastal Carolina whatever because I do think Liberty deserved that shot. But what th- just to make this thing work on what like a 48-hour notice, uh maybe 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 a 60-hour notice something like that. Really really impressive. I I don't think people realize that uh first off how great this, this is. And then also how, how tough that is to set that up. And uh, you know, then now you got to go prepare. I saw today, like a BYU defensive coach or defensive coordinator. I forget who it was said that uh, he was up till six in the morning, watching tape on coastal Carolina last night. Right. And then went to sleep at six in the morning, got back up at nine and started breaking down more film. That's what I'm talking about. And me and NC Nick touched on this on the DFS pod. I think it potentially, I think, it's a, it's a good thing. Maybe we're discovering throughout COVID that teams that aren't deemed a chance because of this bullshit system that we have. Um, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, um, first off, we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. So if you're a coastal Carolina fan, uh, we cover you heavy college football, college basketball, uh, same with BYU, Mark Pope doing a good job at BYU basketball. Make sure you tune in. We handicap every single division one game, been doing it for four years, been over 500, me and my two co-hosts that are not with me on this show, but two other co-hosts of mine. Uh, we handicap every single game, been over 500 picking every game, every division one game, every season. We've also been way over 500 on our locks. So we release all of that content for free on a spreadsheet at sports And also uh, on our Twitter accounts, which I'll give out at the end of this episode. But 
Um, back to my point here is like just making it. Uh, if you're a first time listener, I, I I hate. I love the sport of college football. I think as much as anybody, but I hate the system that we have in place. I don't understand how it's so prehistoric. It's so it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Just like BYU's ranking, just like coastal Carolina's ranking, just like uh, Ohio state's ranking, just like I can go on and on and on uh, Indiana's Iowa state's Louisiana Lafayette's. I mean, I, I, I can, it's just so bad that we have a sport that we can't uh, really find out who's the best team. Cause there's so much scheduled difference uh, this year, obviously because COVID and every conference is playing different games, but also normal years, which is why I would argue that there's never really been a true national championship ever in college football until we figure this thing out. I know that sounds like a ridiculous comment, but until we have a true playoff where everyone gets in and I don't mean everyone, I don't think it should be 130 team playoff, but, uh, but I would be for that over this system. I'd shit. I'd be for, I mean, Mike Leach, we had him on the show. Mike Leach's idea, BYU graduate, by the way. So it's fitting that we, that we, uh, we talk about coach Leach here, but he, I thought he had a great, he wants a 64 team playoff top 64 teams. And then the 66 that don't get in, you play each other and, and both are going on. You only do a 10 game season. I think it's a fantastic idea. And at the most, I think you play 16 games, which is only one more game than LSU played last year. So not a, not a, to, to the maniacs that think uh, it's not a crazy. I, I don't think it's as crazy as people think I I'm of the opinion of 32 is my number, but in general, we know that BYU schedules very aggressively almost to, to, uh, to hurt, it hurts them a lot of years this year with COVID they got penalized because it wasn't uh, they were an independent. They were left out to dry. Now you could say, well, that's them being an independent, but Hey, I mean, who am I to, to, I know that I fight for, I wish Notre Dame and BYU were in a conference. It'd make it a lot easier for us. Um, but at the same time, you know, they have their beliefs on what they want to do. And I know that they don't want to play on Sundays. That's a big deal. And, uh, who the hell am I to say that they're, they're wrong. So, uh, kudos to BYU. I like BYU. And, uh, a lot of people that gave them a hard time about not agreeing to that Washington deal. I don't think they fully knew. I think I even rushed the judgment. They're saying, Oh, what are they doing? Take that. But then when you look into it and you find out how shitty that deal was, um, then I, I, I learned that no, if I was BYU, I wouldn't have taken that deal either. So, but kudos to the Cougar for the two of the Cougars for making this happen. I think Kalani Sataki is doing a great job. Thought he was, thought he was getting a raw deal by Cougar fans prior to coming into this season. Thought he was a good coach, been doing a really good job, especially considering how aggressive they schedule traditionally. Um, this year, obviously the schedule got, they just tried to grab whoever they could grab, ended up with what they got, but they, if they go undefeated, and I'll say this for anybody, Buffalo bowl fans out there, Marshall thundering herd fans out there, Alabama fans. To me, your guys can all claim a national championship because if the system deprives you a chance, coastal Carolina fans, if the system deprives you a chance, it's the system's fault and it's been the system's fault. And it's, you're clearly seeing the favoritism in the rankings towards the money and not the best football team. And that's sad. That's sad. And that's why we got to fix this guys as people. I think it's just, un- I think it's un-American un-American. How do you not have the champion? Like it's just, it's just terrible. So, all right, let me focus on the fucking game now, but uh, this game I'm excited to see because 
we made something work. And, and I will say actually, before I dive into J- Joseph Goodman, who was a writer at uh, where, what, what is he? It was funny. He, uh, he's a columnist for uh, B- Birmingham news, right? He's saying, can BYU go play Ohio state next week? If Michigan cancels, like, like they're projecting and shout out to my guy, welcome to UAB. But I, I saw him comment even before I got a chance to, but he goes, Hmm, if only there was a system where this could, could actually happen. Yeah. Right. And, and do people see the level of excitement all across the nation from Provo to Conway, but let just football fans in general. Tony Barnhart said, this is awesome, right? Well, you know, what's awesome is a playoff. Imagine what a real playoff would do guys. Hello. This thing is regionalized right now. And, and, and it can just be fixed with just letting the teams in every conference should have a say people who say, Oh, they're going to be blowouts. What do you think most of the fucking playoff games I've had been Oklahoma gets blown out every year. Michigan state got goose egged. Uh, Notre Dame got goose egg by Clemson. Alabama uh, beat Washington 24 seven. These things are happening anyway. Let the right teams in who there's so much subjectivity to, to who is the right team. If you let them all in, we figure out an answer. That's the way it should be. That's the American way. And uh, anyway, let me, with that, let me break down these games. Kudos to both these schools for making this happen. Unfortunately, I, I was sad to see that Liberty, um, couldn't play. Cause I do think Liberty deserves a shot um, to, to play both these teams. Really? If that had a line in a, in a large playoff. So, but you break down the Cougars hitting the road here, obviously Zach Wilson, uh, NFL prospect. People are saying first, second round pick now. I mean, guys that completes that. I hope he comes back for another year, but I'd also understand it. If he left 176 to 237, 2,724 yards, 74% completion percentage, 11 and a half yards uh, per completion, 26 touchdowns, two picks. I mean, what? I mean, that's amazing. Look at those numbers. That's amazing. Yeah. I understand Boise didn't have their quarterbacks and their running backs, but that had nothing to do with that. That had nothing to do with that. Um, And also if you're going to, if the playoffs want to bring up that Boise, which they did, the playoff chairman was like, well, Boise wasn't at full strength. Yeah. Well, so was uh. Kansas state was out like fucking 14 players, including like their entire secondary when they went to Norman and beat Oklahoma. But you're honoring that victory. You're honoring Notre Dame's victory against Clemson. When Trevor Lawrence was out, you're honoring Florida's win against Kentucky. When Kentucky's players were out and Florida's uh, decision to cancel a game when they had like seven players and a coach out same with Wisconsin with, I think 12 players and a coach out. Funny how, how funny how that works. You'll honor certain ones, but not other ones. Bullshit. Just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but Zach Wilson doing an amazing job. Even his backup Baylor Romney having a solid season two as a backup. So if, if he was to go down, I think Romney has been solid, but obviously I think the key to, to BYU winning this game is they need Wilson to be healthy in, in the backfield. And both these guys have been studs. Uh, Tyler Alger, uh, 118 rushes. 851 yards, 7.2 yards of rush, 11 scores. He's a stub, but don't sleep on Lopini Katoa, the backup running back, 61 rushes, 329 yards, five scores as well. Um, Katoa's got 15 receptions out, out of the backfield. Al has got uh, 10. Both these guys are studs. Uh, you get to the wideouts. I love the wideouts. Um, 
Dax Milne, who uh, has got 49 catches, 906 yards, 18 and a half yards per catch, six touchdowns. And also Gunnar Romney, I believe the nephew of, of Mitt, uh, 34 uh, catches, 708 yards, 20.8 yards a catch, two scores. Now Romney's been a little banged up, but both these guys also have, have uh, done since, I mean, Romney's got four carries, uh, what Milne's got 10. So they'll bring them in their little jet sweeps, get, get the, the white outs, the ball. Besides that, they have Neil Pao. I'm probably butchering that name. The problem when I do these BYU ones, man, is I can't pronounce half the fucking roster, right? Neil Payo. I'm Payal. Payal, I think, is the way to pronounce. I don't know. Um, he's good, though. 28 catches, 343 yards, and three scores. Also, don't sleep on the tight end position. Isaac, they had Matt Bushman out for the year. Guys yeah, like an NFL caliber tight end. Imagine Bushman on this team. They'd be dominant. But uh, I mean, he was like a projected first round pick. He's out for the year, but Isaac Rex been stepping up 24 catches, 271 yards, eight scores. They also have Mason wake eight catches, 114 yards in the score. And even Carter wheat gets in there, grabs a couple catches as well. Um, offense rolls rolls um, kicking the ball. They've used two different kickers, but it's mainly been Jake Oldroy's show 49 to 51 on extra points, 10 for 10 on field goals with a long of 54. I believe that was against Navy memory serves me. Correct. Um, he hasn't missed a field goal. So that's money defensively where I was bullish on BYU prior to even COVID, you know, well, I guess COVID had hit, but we thought we were going to get a regular college football season, maybe in June. I was bullish on BYU because of what they returned. I think they returned 90% of their offensive line, including their reserves. And then, uh, defensively they returned almost everybody. So I was bullish on them. And then obviously Bushman, but uh, you look at this defense and I would say you look at the defensive line. There's a lot to be impressed by leading the way. They got a circle defense uh, There's on the defensive line. Tyler Beatty, 13 stops, four sacks on the season. He'll be accompanied by uh, uh, how do I pronounce this? Kyrus. Chris, is that, is that Chris? Kyrus? I think Kyrus Tonga. Uh, Kyrus Tonga, 23 stops, two and a half sacks, three pass deflections and a forced fumble. He's getting all after it. Also Bracken L Bakri, 31 stops, two and a half sacks. Those three just doing it. And then also on that D line, you'll see some other guys get in there. Caden Hawes, Gabe Summers got two sacks on the season. Uriah Leah Tua with uh, nine stops and a sack and a half and a forced fumble. And then in the linebacking core. Um, Keenan Peely, 45 stops, one pass deflection and for a fumble recovery, Isaiah Kufasi, uh, this dude's a stud, 59 tackles, four sacks, one interception, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. circle that name. That's the guy right there. Also Peyton Wilger getting back there, 36 tackles, four pass deflections and a forced fumble. Uh, Max Tooley will get in there. Some too, even, uh, Zane Anderson and drew Jensen, Pepe, uh, Tenuvasa, all those guys getting in there, having a good year um, in the secondary Troy Warner at the uh, DB spot, 24 stops two two interceptions on the season. He's been pretty solid this year. Same with George Udo uh, 21 tackles. He doesn't have a pick, but 22 tackles, two sacks. So bringing, bringing him in on a blitz. Also Micah Harper, 20 tackles, a pass deflection, 
Um, Chris Wilcox getting in there. You'll see a lot of different defensive backs that if to me, if there was one weakness on the defense, if I had, I don't, I, I shouldn't say it's a weakness, but the weakest unit to me would probably be on in the defensive backfield. I still think they're good, but I think that's the weakest unit. If I had to, had to roll the dice there. Um, now you, you look at this coastal Carolina team and you think, well, first off, BYU's blowing out everybody. Even even that uh even that uh UTSA score, they scored a touchdown late. So when you look at that thing and see a seven point game, it was really a fourteen point game. Um now you look at Coastal Carolina, I've been completely impressed with what Jamie Chadwell's doing at, at Coastal. I mean, how could you not be? But look, Grayson McCall is a freshman quarterback, 117 of 174. 1,747 yards, 67.2% completion percentage, 10 yards of completion, 20 touchdowns, one pick guy is a stud. And another reason why he's a stud is uh, with his legs, 74 rushes, 365 yards, five touchdowns. The guy is a true dual threat quarterback. I'm excited for the future of the Chanticleers with him there in case he gets banged up. He, he people don't realize this. They, they want to penalize other teams. Well, uh, Coastal Carolina won a game with their backup quarterback, Fred Payton and Payton's uh, he played a solid game that 18 of 36, 283 yards, three scores, two picks, but that's some depth. If McCall gets banged up, just know Payton can do a decent job backing him up, running the ball. CJ Marable. If you get a chance to watch this kid play, love watching this kid play 119 rushes, 592 yards, eight rushing scores, five yards on average or five yards per carry, but he also has 24 catches out of the backfield for six touchdowns. The guy's a stud. Love to watch him play. Excited to watch him play. Also in that backfield, don't sleep on the depth of the backfield for, for coastal Carolina because Reese white, 63 rushes, 402 yards, 6.4 yards, a rush, five scores. Uh, white also got a couple catches out of the backfield, but then Shamari Jones, 68 for 341, five yards, a rush, three scores. I like what I see on this bench. I mean, as, as far as depth goes at the running back position, they have a good team. Uh, they're very skilled at even the depth of the quarterback with Peyton Peyton's experienced. Then you look at the wideout position and if you're BYU, you want to circle one name specifically. And that's uh, J- Javon Halai, the wideout 41 catches, 682 yards, 16.6 yards, a catch for eight touchdowns. This guy is a stud. The, uh, I mean, the closest he is by far the top target. The closest is CJ Marable as far as receptions go with 24. So he's got 17 more receptions than everybody on the team. And then also if you're just looking at the, the wide out and the tight ends, he's like got what 24 more catches than the next guy. But I will say this, the tight end Isaiah likely pretty solid as well. 17 for four twenty-three, four scores getting 25 yards a catch. So watch out for him. But joining Halai in the wide receiving core is Sam Denmark, 14 for 252 in a score. Also Cameron Brown, 13 for 219, three scores. And Greg Latushko, 13 for 184. Uh, those guys, all solid contributors. Kicking the ball. They got Massimino Biscardi, right? Sounds like a cocktail. I'll take a Massimino Biscardi on the rocks. Right, he's thirty-nine of forty-two on extra points. That's a bit concerning. Eight of nine on field goals, though. Long of fifty-one, so he's got a little bit of leg. Um, BYU clearly got a little bit of a kicking advantage there, but Biscardi's still solid. 
in our with the defense. And I'll tell you this as a guy who's watched both these teams play several times, but I expected BYU to be really good. Coastal was mind blowing to me when I watched coastal play. And I think the Sunbelt is really good this year. I really do. Uh, they're three and zero against the big 12. The, the playoff committee fail, fails to mention that. Um, I don't know how Iowa State's ahead of Lafayette when Lafayette beat them by 17, shut them out in the second half in Ames, might I add. And also uh, Arkansas state, the, the third worst team in the Sun Belt, beat K state, the team that beat Oklahoma doesn't make a lot of sense. But one thing that I was back to my point, coastal Carolina, one thing that jumped off screen to me when I've watched them, I'm talking from the first game of the year on when I watched that Kansas game, I know it's Kansas, but that D line coastal Carolina has is really really good. Been really impressed with them. CJ Brewer, defensive tackle. I think he'll be in the NFL. 47 tackles, six and a half sacks, forced fumble and a fumble recovery. He's a defensive tackle circle his name, but he's also joined by defensive end Taryn Jackson. This guy's got 44 tackles, eight and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. Those two are unbelievable. I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of the games. The D line is really good, but I I don't want to to, to overshadow the other guys getting it done on the D line, Gerard Clark, nose tackle, 27 tackles, two sacks, a pass deflection. Also uh, Kennedy Roberts getting in there, 10 tackles, a half a sack, uh, Travis Geiger jr. Getting in there, uh, Roland wooden, the second. So those guys have just been a great unit. Been really impressed watching the defensive line of coastal Carolina. Now I'll also say, the linebacking core has been pretty solid with Silas Kelly leading the team in tackles, 67 stops, four and a half sacks, a pick Teddy Gallagher getting in there, 56 tackles, a half a sack, uh, fumble recovery. Also Enik, uh, Macanzo, 55 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. Uh, even after that, Jeffrey Gunter getting in there, uh, Kendrick's Gladney jr. The linebacking core is pretty solid. It really is. Uh, the, so the secondary, here's what I find odd is the similarities defensively to me because I think the biggest weakness for coastal is probably in the secondary, but there's still a really good secondary The Jordan strong at the corner spot has 20 tackles and five. Yes. Five interceptions, a forced fumble as well as a pick six. Uh, he's a stud. He's joined at the, uh, the other corner spot was Jordan Morris. Who's got a pick on the season, 13 tackles. They also have Alex Spilliam at the safety spot, two interceptions, a uh, forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and also 42 tackles to go with that. Um, as well as uh, what Derek Bush getting there, 28 tackles, five pass deflections and interception. The Braden mats at the other safety spot, 22 or 28 tackles, two fumble recoveries, kids, a stud, even KJ Johnson, the second will get in there and play some ball. Um, this is an awesome game. I'm excited to watch it. I'm really excited. Uh, college game. They will be there and at least they'll give them a little bit of do what the, but honestly the committee really should the AP voters. They're all hat. Like I have no problem saying it. And I think they're all hacks. Do they watch the games is my question. I've said this forever. Do they watch the games? Because uh, I, I don't know how, I don't even know how, like this is not me throwing shade at Cincinnati. How do you have Cincinnati ahead of some of these schools? I mean, I can make a pretty good argument that the Sun Belt's better than the AAC this year. They don't want to agree to it. They don't want to look at the games, but I've watched them. Yeah, BYU's schedule hasn't been as good because they're not in a conference, but they've done what they've had to do. They deserve a shot. 
they deserve a shot. So glad they put this game together. Cause at least we're going to get some sort of a game here with, with, with stakes. So uh, the line, my bookie saying BYU minus 10 on the road in Conway. Um, I, I think that number is too big. I think it's too big as much as I like BYU. I think you got to take coastal here, take coastal plus the 10. I will say this though. They need to be a little sharper than they were against app. I know app state's really good, but they, 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 they weren't as sharp as I'd seen them a couple of games. Like they were sharp at, at Lafayette to me, they were sharp against Georgia state against app app kind of gave them a little bit of problem. So if, if BYU studies that film, maybe they can see some, some, some advantages they can take advantage of. So um, I'm going to say, take the 10 in coastal but I think BYU gets the win. I think BYU gets the win. I hope I'm wrong though. I mean, I, I don't even know that I hope I'm wrong. I like both teams. I'm so excited. This game's happening uh, in a year where college football teams, I saw it with Florida and Wisconsin, Ohio state, uh, other teams where you felt like they kind of were ducking games. Yeah. They had 10 players out and I don't want to, but I just felt like, come on guys, come on. You're getting TV money. I mean, in my opinion, the 14 playoff has hurt the sport. Uh, the, it's not even a playoff. It's an invitational. So um, it has hurt the sport in my opinion. So we got to get this thing, you know, going in the right direction. Hopefully a lot of the listeners realize how just ridiculous this playoff is, or this alleged playoff is. And, uh, and we can get some change down the line here, guys, but I'm so excited. This game's happening I, between this and the Saturday college basketball game of, uh, Gonzaga Baylor. I don't think you can ask for a better Saturday. So, uh, this is must watch TV people. If you're a first time listener to the college experience, like I said, make sure you subscribe. We're available on all platforms. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Yes. Been over 500 each year, picking every single game, been way over 500 on our locks. All of that we give for free on a spreadsheet at sports and also via our Twitter accounts. Um, I don't charge for picks and we won't charge for picks. What I will charge you for or try to charge you for is your kindness. Um, if you can go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it. Oftentimes sponsors, we've been doing this for years, guys. Sponsors have told us though, that they like to see fans engaged talking about the podcast, talking about their potential future investment. Um, so perhaps if you go give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. A company sees that comment and says, Hey, I guess these idiots are liked are liked by the world. Let's give them some more money to talk about, uh, you know, more games. And then we get more breakdowns for you guys and you guys win more money. Then you go out and accomplish great things in life and uh, the world's just better. All right. So please, if you, if you're kind enough to do that, I would appreciate it. And, and as a token of our appreciation, if you do that, Take a screenshot with your phone, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will enter you in a raffle, a rigged David Stern like raffle where you were, will win a college experience t-shirt. It just might be in the next two or three weeks. So heard it here first. Do that at the Colby D. Um, my co-hosts that are normally with me, former JMU Duke defensive back, Patty C. He's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick, who does writes a lot of great columns at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Also also does a great DraftKings podcast with me for college football and college basketball. Come play DraftKings college football and college basketball with us guys. Uh, more information on, on the website and also our Twitter accounts for that. We are part of the sports gambling podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. 
and join our Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, for the most up-to-date way to uh, <clears throat> handicap and bet on games uh, and get some experts' advice. But it's really just like a big. How would I explain the Slack channel? It's like having having everyone that works with us hang out, and then like a good solid amount of our fans hang out. We're just sitting there bullshitting, but it's the fastest way. It's like an old AOL chat room. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that means, but um, guys, this is the college experience. Thank you, BYU. Thank you, Coastal Carolina. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. Work partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.